Hello and welcome to 21st Century Vitalism. You are in the new year. Welcome to 2021. If you thought it was going to be intrinsically better than the last, you may be wrong, but you may be right. Uh, I, for one, am of the accord that energy is just continuing to flow in the direction that it has been flowing, but I don't think that's a cause for alarm because I think, uh, you know, the current sociopolitical economic situation that we're currently in is an interesting one that is dredging up a lot of the injustice of the world and we're able to see it all front and center so in short hang on you know this year is about to be really crazy i feel like we started a conversation last year and now we're gonna start working on solutions and we're gonna start actually realizing the deeper implications that this uh pandemic election cycle is really actually uh leading us towards so I really wanted to start this new year off with some levity. Uh, that is why I have today's guest, Zachary Winchester, aka The Nonsense Man, joining us to help kick off the new year the only way that he can with a good dose of nonsense. Uh, I think uh, this was a great conversation in exemplifying the spontaneity that I think is going to be required for juggling all the different pressures that we have this year. I don't mean to pathologize or, you know, have no susceptible information and tell you guys that it's going to be bad, you know, because I don't think I, I don't think good and bad is really going to be uh, adequate enough to describe the kind of spaces that we're going in. I think that this is going to be challenging, but also liberating at the same time. And I'm really confident that we have a good shot at actually understanding and uh, spreading genuine compassion. You know, I, I feel that within my own sphere, and I, I can only trust that that's a mirror of the external. You know, um, another big news that I have to offer is that I moved houses, so uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I have been living in the past. Uh, three and a half years in the same space. It's been a communal living kind of situation. So I ended up getting into uh, an opportunity that allotted me to move across town. That is Grand Rapids, for those of you who don't know, Michigan, and uh, move in with two really sweet humans who uh, are fixing up a really cool looking house. And I'm just really excited about this opportunity and the ability to have a little bit more space in my life and a little bit more solitude. I love my my old living situation, but I think uh, this new year is going to call for some new focuses and new kinds of energies to really uh, be of most benefit. So yeah, already this year is, is hitting hard. I'm super excited for it, and hopefully I can uh, use this podcast platform as a means to get you excited about it hopefully this year uh, as we spend together you know i can introduce you to some practices or themes that could actually be of service and that's essentially what i'm doing um, i said it last year and uh, i'll keep saying it. i have an incredible roster of humans who are down to uh, collaborate on this project and i have a full mission plan that will be unveiled this year that is leaning into some certain certifications that I still want to get. I kind of want to be a little hush-hush and vague about it. So um, when it releases, I'm probably going to do like a rebranding. And yeah, I, I got the whole works in for you guys. I am really confident about what's going to be happening this year, and uh, I'm excited to share what I have in store. Um, but 
without teasing you too much, uh, this episode is a special one, and I'm really glad that we're able to do this on the new year because it involves one of my favorite humans uh, from the Detroit area. He is the Nonsense Man, who uh, you may know from the Nonsense Nights or his podcast, The Nonsensus. If you're feeling a theme, it's uh, it's pretty apparent. Uh, his The entire platform is essentially about spontaneity, uh, showing up for your full magical self, believing in yourself, and having fun. Um, It's really hard to actually pin down exactly what he is advocating for, and I think that that's a part of it. So I don't even want to be too on the nose and define it. You know, I think something like this is just best to be experienced. Um, Performance artist, podcaster, event creator, uh, chaos magician, uh, the man does it all. He's also got a wonderful puppet friend named Fractal the Magical Turtle. He is um, just an absolute force in nature when it comes to both entertainment and philosophy. I mean, he's he's a really well-rounded human being that I enjoy every interaction with, and this podcast is no different. Um, yeah, we cover a lot of different topics, and I think it's honestly best to just kind of leave it at that and let you experience it firsthand. Um, so, yeah, before we get started, I just want to remind you, if you are uh, inspired by what I'm doing here with the show, if you've gotten any sort of um, uh, service out of this, then feel free to head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, uh, download, uh, even listen, interact with us on social media. It all goes a long way in helping the algorithms uh, feed this show to people who may need it. That's what it's about, um, making sure that the show reaches the people who want the content. And uh, yeah, we're fighting against AI. So help us win the fight against the robots and uh, you know reach a larger audience. Let's do this thing. 2021, I'm pretty confident. Um, so yeah, without further ado, please welcome to 21st Century Vitalism, Zachary Winchester. This has been um, maybe the most problematic podcast to ever get started. I think that that's a good omen, though. I think that that's indicative you know my of... Band. What's that? I'm in, a, I'm in a, a, a post-psychedelic apocalypse new pop punk band called The Problematic Podcast, and we suck. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to with that. I imagine adequate amounts of crust... Um, and out-of-tune instruments. Do you want to know what the project is? Yeah. It's all of the technical errors that happen in streaming in, uh, in, in uh, mid and, and, and slightly after post-pandemic uh, Earth. Um, and it's just all of those moments of... Uh, uh, can we get a bit... Are you, I can't hear you on my headphones. I, yeah, and that's all the lyrics... And the music is, it's, it's an acapillo. It's an aquapillo. It's an, oh my gosh. I was going to say, if it was also drone, that would have been really great too. Just some really long held sine waves, really high pitched sine waves, just to really add that layer of like futurism, which I mean, this obviously is a futurist pop punk band as well. That's brave. Right. Yes. Re- re- retro future 
post psychedelic uh, renaissance um, new pop punk podcast problems. Cool. So what? Yeah. Who's going to be a running mate for the 2024 election? My who's going to be my running mate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Now, so it has occurred to me that that uh, that Andrew Yang uh, might actually I that I might actually prefer uh, the the first Yang administration to be uh, him as as uh, as main voice in the ear uh, vice president and uh, do, doer of many things, but not the public aspect. Uh, of of presidency, so I think I think that Tulsi Gabbard would be good to throw the pitch now. But you're asking me, you know, like throw the pitches at the baseball game and do all and and, and you know do the speech, uh, do the yeah. the Merry Christmases and stuff. And, uh, yeah. and so Andrew Yang has his, all of his mental real estate to be going out and doing it, getting it done. Even though I think that he would be great at all the I, the, I love him as a uh, persona and whatnot at, to be able to affect more good shit in four to eight years. Um, anyway, uh, you're asking me who would my running mate be? Andrew Yang. It'd be Andrew Yang. I was honestly. Really hoping you would say the hologram of Terrence McKenna because I honestly feel that he, the hologram specifically, has already done the travel, like the post life, like uploaded to the the cloud drive um, travel, and I think that that's really what we're going to need that perspective while we're uh, shaping, you know, like the not just the Green New Deal, but like the the cybernetic New Deal that we should really be embracing, you know. But Yang is a good second. He's a good second. I'm not trying to say that that was a bad, there's no bad choice. It was just that I had expectations. It was kind of like your version of picking Kamala, but it's fine. It's fine. I mean, we can work with it, you know. I love Terrence McKenna dearly, but as I think that most uh, sincere psychonauts uh, with that that intellectual self-defense thing going on, find that you find Terrence McKenna, you absorb hundreds of hours of recordings, some of which are terrible audio quality because you love it and him and the words that are being said so much. But then as you mature, uh, you start to have more and more disagreements with Terrence McKenna, but they're wonderful because I still love him to life. Um, yep. uh, I, I think that it, it is good to, but it, it becomes this cute thing where you get to see, it's like, ah, there's, that's like what I sound like when I've recently had a psychedelic epiphany and now <laughs> I know what's up. Like the way he got about time wave zero stuff. It's like, wow, man, yeah. you spent a lot of time talking about this date, this thing that was supposed to happen. And, but I love Terrence McKenna so much. And, uh, but, but, no, but, uh, you know, p- p- sociopolitically, um, uh, I think, uh, I think that me and me and Terrence McKenna might uh, might see the world a bit differently right now if we could have a talk. God, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be yeah. great to be able to even like a AI like the movie Her with Joaquin right. Phoenix, like right. to be able to talk to your to your favorite turtles of history who have shed their mortal coils? Oh, what an experience, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've probably seen that deep fake of Joe Rogan where it was like an AI that was using his voice and talked about like a chimp eating somebody, like. I feel like if Terrence McKenna were to come back, that would be the most like accurate and adequate way to bring him back is like build an AI out of everything that he's ever said out of the thousands of hours of lectures that he has. And like, it's probably just as good as the real thing, right? <laughs> I mean, he would probably make an argument for it. Oh, that in, in the, in the lore, in the canon, in the, in the, um, the cinematic fictional science of, uh, like that black mirror episode, 
um, where it's, yeah, your boyfriend or girlfriend dies and you can take all their recordings and voicemails and, uh, and video of them and get this thing that will do a most of what they do but then you heartbreakingly subtle subtle heartbreaks over time realize that this is just a uh this is a snapshot of the consciousness that was and that the thing about being in love with a with a, a human being is that they change and stuff and they're unpredictable uh as fuck uh well not everybody's as unpredictable some people are incredibly predictable but anyway the like the thing that uh, that this isn't or like, you know, like if it's, if it's the AI, it's going to love you forever. Right. Even no matter what you do, it's always going to tolerate you and love you as where if it's the real human, there's always this edgy factor that this person might go and fuck around and make the wrong choice. This person might completely reject me like shortly after marriage or not show up like the wedding singer movie, Adam Sandler. Back when he was doing some good stuff. Are you suggesting that there has been a fall from grace? Are you suggesting that there are multiple cinema celebrity actor comedian people who at some point in their career uh, stopped being sincere or having the capacity uh, to be to do sincere uh, art stuff because of uh, fi financial um, momentums in their life? That, are you trying to say that bad art gets made, Brett? I'm hinting at it. I'm hinting. But at the same time, I have to remember that Uncut Gems was freaking incredible so like the fact like that's where like my heart is kind of broken because it's like man you're capable of doing some amazing things and ultimately i don't care at the end of the day he in my life served a role when i was at a younger age and i'm very thankful for that being and same thing with like all the other actors who may have fallen from our what we consider grace you know because it really is our projection of what success is you know for them i mean he's probably rolling in it probably happier than he's ever been you know um i think that sometimes maybe there's another thing, bookmark, that thing that you just, when, when you have a, a judgment of how somebody's career went sort of thing, and you yeah. have somebody who's not, not in your life, they're just a celebrity that you've witnessed from afar, um, and you perceive what you think is a fall from grace or uh, like the, the moment where everything after this, um, you were just trying to pay the piper and, and your, your like sincere quality art making career stopped at this time. And then you had your fall from grace. And then, and then it's like, we say, I like your early work, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, when you yeah. see that and feel all the judgmentalish feelings uh, about like this, just a uh, character of a person you don't never have conversations with. I find that that's a really good, that's always like turn the lens into yourself and be like, hey, yeah, isn't that a bummer when someone somebody has a ton of potential and they don't, they they don't <laughs> optimize it? Like, doesn't it make you? And then it's just always turn that in on the self. And unless you're stressing yourself out, oh, maybe maybe it's good to stress yourself out sometimes. I don't know. I, I think it, I think it is to a degree. I think it, it can definitely become um, pathologic after a while. But it's good to like have the ability to self assess and to be able to kind of address and pivot. Um, but I actually really think that that is an interesting phenomenon. I've been on that team, so to speak, of kind of like, they're not living up to the standards that I placed on them back when I was in a very heightened state and had this unrealistic kind of relationship with their art. And now they're not doing what I think is good. So therefore, they've fallen from grace. And I'm going to tell everybody about it. It's a weird kind of like self-justified kind of pompous thing to do you know it's like they're artists they're moving on in ways that they want to move on and whether or not they've sold out like that's just where they're at you don't know what the pressures are of that artist and what they need to do in order to like be at their cutting edge and if they're slacking then they're slacking 
I don't know. I just think like, don't put so much of your energy into other people's projects. You can enjoy it, but like to where you end up getting a pathology about it, like then it becomes a major part of conversation. It's like, you could be having conversation about the things that are actually relevant to you rather than the shitty things other people are doing. I could take this to a, should I use the word dark? I should take, I could take this to a, this is not necessarily a dark thing. It's just death. Um, and, and I don't know what people's uh, functioning um, def- definition or use of the adjective dark is in, as a as a like thematic of like this has got some dark themes in it. Um, not like uh, the, the, the dark as in, as in like that one episode of Game of Thrones that, that I thought really sucked um, where it was all you couldn't see what was, was going on and that was supposed to be suspenseful but it really just made things difficult to enjoy. Anyway, um, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, when the, the thing of falling off, I believe that's the, is that the colloquial phrase for... I think so. When you start to suck, yeah. falling off, yeah. Yeah. So yep. um, I think that there's something that could be observed there about life and death, uh, which is yeah. oh, for that sure. you you have this period. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any names, but then again, we just named Adam Sandler. So if the only person being invoked, ah, uh, but I don't want to say this about so. Okay, so I've uh, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna find and drop a name, but there's some artists. Wait, now I'm curious. There are some artists that like. It seems like the thing that made their art for that decade or that five years or just that those two albums or or even that like stretch of 20 years. And then it was like, oh, OK, they should t- somebody can tell them to stop. Somebody tell them to stop. Oh, that's <laughs> like uh, like that, which obviously is subjective as fuck. But we all, you know, have our observations about it um, that when it's somebody who it really seems like the fury and maybe even a bit of the survivalism like made their art particularly like in the lyrical division. I don't know, I shouldn't say that. But like, but, but, but with lyricists, I notice it a lot because it's like, you know, you're talking about your life and stuff depending on what genre. Some people are more, uh, um, some, some genres tend to do more autobiographical uh, things. Uh, but uh, yeah, when you need, when it seems like what the thing that was your lightning bolt of creativity was slash is like fury and like really intense emotions. And then you become successful and rich and then you have this experience that some people a lot of people are detailing very thoroughly a lot and i think it's just going to keep happening there's going to be more of these successful really uh, admired celebrity people uh who uh you know write their tell-all book and in it they get to disclose that it's really beautiful and happy at first you know and there's a big we are the champions like period that can that can really keep lasting and there's some examples of that but it's difficult to because our whole situation our like it seems like our, our f- f- biological robot human vessel thing i don't know what a spirit is really but like what but the but the thing that is containing your consciousness or so it seems like its whole deal is getting used to stuff <laughs> you know and yeah. uh and just and trying to get to the most settled place to be safe across time uh, or and that and that seems to ha- like happen at, with age. Uh, obviously, everybody's different, but I'm I'm already beginning to experience it. Like I don't need to go and I used to ambush people with art. I would hop up on <laughs> I would hop on a literal tree stump in Electric Forest in the nest area and begin rapping and and uh, and and orating and beatboxing and such. And like uh, when I think about that now, it's like. Mm. You know, I kind of really just prefer people who like, uh, like, you know, an audience of those who have already said they want particularly this, because then there's a, I just, you know, retracting in one's uh, sowing wild oats-ness, you know, 
you get so much and so so you there's some artists that i subjectively uh observed to have like this period of time where they were really doing it and it was based in this kind of like running away from poverty and uh and like some problems that money could solve and some problems that money didn't solve like all the success actually amplified and then there's people who you know burn out go down but the thing where you can tell that an artist particularly i think maybe music may be the best example you can tell where it's like this is now music so that songs get made and they're trying to make good music and they're trying to but like the the real sincerely felt wish to communicate through this medium is kind of dwindling and i think that this is this beautiful thing that i'm noticing about death um like the whole thing which uh you know uh, the the whole like cradle to the grave experience um there's that there's that 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 hindu illustration that like so does that so well there's several but there's there's one that i'm thinking of that i, I don't know how to point to with words but anyway um that whole path of life to death thing it's like i think that we'll understand this more as we become more like death positive that uh maybe there comes a time where you look around, you just notice yourself not wanting to say or interact with the field of contemporary reality so much and just you just suddenly become really into observing and absorbing and like like even if you're exercising all the time like there's this thing where i notice myself kind of relaxing into a the grave like in a really like in a beautiful way sometimes and sometimes in a scary way but like but like sometimes just being like yeah like i love it here i love my life i'm so glad that it's just getting started i really really hope but um the thing that i used to have which is like uh you know absolutely not my my life and my identity is so important and, and it can never be destroyed um and that would be just such a shame um and, and it would be, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the thing where you see, where you can just subtly getting to, to observe. And that's why I like that, that maybe the capitalism has rendered that uh, experience so much for us of somebody like um, making art when they don't really want to make art anymore. You know? Yeah. And you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the artists that came to mind when you were talking about how like oftentimes it's like the the survival instinct is what the fuel is to like succeed. And then like when they get big, they kind of lose that fuel. Uh, I had like an image of my head of like when a spaceship is launching off, they have that part that falls away and it's the extra fuel that it takes to leave orbit. And it's like those fuel canisters that are breaking away and like to break through the, the atmosphere into space that so you have to also have other fuel to rely on other than the survival instinct. And I think one of the artists that really exemplifies this, and I think it's why he's one of the greats is Kendrick Lamar. I actually just started getting into his work uh, this year and, um, you know, like listening through his entire discography, it literally is like autobiographical for like the part of life that he's in, like a uh, good kid, mad city. That whole album is like, I really want to get out of the hood and I want to be something. And it's kind of like the struggle between like all the pressures in that, in that time. And then when you listen to his next album, which is, um, Oh God, it's like right in the, it's he's one of his most popular ones. Oh, geez, to pimp a butterfly. It's all about how like now that he's got some clout, now that he's got some fame, he, like his relationships that like helped see him through there are starting to like have pressure on them. So like he's got like family members like, oh yeah, you just think you're hot shit. And like after that he does um, the newest one, Damn, which is just like 
completely out of the atmosphere at this point, you know, and like you can actually chart the entire like artist path with integrity, you know, and like the importance of like, it's, it's kind of like attachment, you know, like we're attached to the survival mechanism to create good art. And it's like, when you get to the capacity of that, then it's like the work that we do on becoming unattached allows us to kind of expand and look into a different realm of creativity, you know, and it's like, you kind of like need that where there's so many artists who don't, you know, and, um, I think when we're talking about like the idea of like life and death and it, back at the start of this was like the nature of like hating on an artist because they don't make art that relates to you anymore is kind of similar to the very first thing that we talked about with relationships and love and AI. It's like the artist that you're in love with is not artificial intelligence. They are a living human being. So the capacity, like the thing that I wanted to say was in a loving relationship, the thing that allows you to love is the level of impermanence without that uh, kind of that shaky ground. The fact that like, uh, this is going to end in flames at some point, you know, whether it's from death or whether it's just from an early breakup, it's like, unless you have that, then like the love isn't possible. So like, I understand the younger me who was looking at artists who weren't making music that I liked anymore. Like I understand because I was so deeply in love with the art that they did. And it was more predicated on that love rather than like the hate for where they're going. But it was like the lack of ability to change with the times and with the, the new elements that they were working with. And, yeah, I think um, there's definitely a phase in like an artist's life where we have to be able to renegotiate how we fuel our inspiration. You know, it's like, where are you looking for inspiration? You know, it's kind of like traveling up through the chakras in a little bit, um, which might be a bigger topic than what I care to include into this. Um, but I, 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 I will say, but we don't need to go down that path right now. Uh, that's one of the ones that I don't get so much. Uh it is not. It has not really um, occurred to me intellectually yet. I've had experiences with chakra stuff, but I don't have language in my head for it to the point where when you're saying go, it's like going up the chakras. I'm like, eh, all right, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was more in re uh, reference. Alex Gray wrote a book called uh, The Mission of Art, where he actually talks about like using art as a spiritual path, and he actually overlays it to the chakras. Essentially, chakra energy center in the body. They each relate to different aspects of kind of like you're I, i'm not straight up derail you on your own program we were on a cooler thread before well i mean it's re it's relevant to art you know in terms of like sa satiating your needs is essentially what it is and like using that as a map to understand that like the different fuels for your art you know as you go down an artistic path those inspirations that you need to draw from keep expanding and expanding until you're through your the crown if you will um so that's really all that i was pointing out to with that but something that you, I, I want to bounce back to you is that you were talking about um, the idea of uh, uh, ambushing people with your art. I actually think that there is room for that in the art sphere um, in terms of, and whether or not that's where you're at now. But like, I think about like the Matthew Silvers and the um, Vermin Supremes, and that's something that actually really struck me about you and what got me connected to you X amount of years ago. I mean, fuck, we're going close to a decade now. But it was because of those pop-up art things that actually, and I'm not here to toot your horn, you know, but like you at a point were an incremental, like the way you processed and shared your art was really beneficial for me to see and to kind of like open me up a little bit. And I know you're scrunching your face right now, but like, I mean, we all do that for each other, you know, and that's a part of the giving is also receiving. So God damn it. You're a good dude. You got good art. So what do you think? Like what, what is changing your, uh, your tactic on ambush art?
you know, I don't think, I don't know. By the way, thank you. You said kind words there. And I, was, I, I only scrunchled thy face um, as, a, as, as, a, as a funny um, uh, or an attempt at, uh, at uh, uh, silliness, cutery. Um, oh, anyway, what, what was the question? Oh, geez. What was the question again? What have I done? I'm a bad host. What was the question? Oh. No, no, you're great. You're great. You're great. You're great. But you did. You invoked Kendrick Lamar, and I wanted to like be. I wanted to like to say my intense agreement. I love yeah, the music of Kendrick Lamar uh, so much, and you know, to the degree where I know that that's a particularly magical turtle. Um, uh, we 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 have uh, not uh, had uh, coffee and chess um a, a, as of today, but uh, I, that's that's like a turtle that I can observe of like. I yeah, you're on Team Humanity. You're super sincere. Um, you got uh, both of the polarity stuff going on in your DNA, and uh, I, I I love Kendrick. Kendrick I love I love Kendrick Lamar. Um, and then you asked me a question at the end of and when you said the when you said the nice words, then you said, "Oh, ambush art." Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's a thing of maturity or. Uh, you know, because what is it to get older? It is to have had more. Um, oh, maybe I don't know. This, I don't know if this translates to spiritual talk, but uh, to have had more experiences of the breathing of it breathing. You know, and I think that this thing that I used to fear because it was like the it was like the, the 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 howling the yawning of the grave the howling of the wind through the moors like in secret garden um that it was it was that it was very it was it was it was death tractor beam stuff but it's all like I'm I'm I'm, I'm warming up to this whole thing I want to love all of reality let me not sidetrack from this though um the ambush art thing yeah I don't feel the need to um to surprise uh, surprise pollinate um, passerbys with sincere communications. I don't, or at least I don't feel that impulse as much as I used to. Also, there, there must be a confession. There was several times at the festivals where it was like very much, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know if, as we say, sober, not enhanced, not, uh, altered state me, would have been as inclined or uh, emotionally capable to hop up on uh, the the the, um, the 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 stump and and gather a crowd and then just like have that happen in this way that now seems less appealing because I just like I love the enthusiastic mutual consent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let me change that last word at the end because it's mutually enthusiastic um, agreement to experience. Um, in a way, like the thing with the uh, performer audience, like I used to suck at being an audience. I was so, my 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 consciousness was not wired to do that properly, unless it was like that moment of being in an altered state, or just like, oh my god, I love this band so much. This is fucking happening to the point where the religious experience thing is triggered, you know. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, now when I think about um, what it would be to walk up on a gaggle of folks who might be sitting in a circle having an intimate social interaction that may be at a place where like they're they're about to like have a psychotherapeutic breakthrough with some verbal uh, confrontation with something from the past or some shit like that, you know, because you're at a festival. Any of that can be happening. And now some fucking 
some random fuck is doing, and, and, and maybe it's even a totally positive experience for them of like, oh, what's that going on there? Oh, there's a singing turtle. Okay, whoa. And then, but it's like, what did I just derail? <laughs> you know, I'm like, right. there's ways in which I'm becoming more relaxed and ways in which I'm becoming more more neurotic in and it's cloaked as uh being considerate for others but no i think that's me i think that's me being considerate for others i used i had a time once where i was like can i cast a spell on all you magical turtles like in a in a, in a festival situation and there's you know there's like this this percentage who are like totally down and like you know scoot on over and like you know we're ready to receive a performance art thing and then there's like one guy who literally came up and was like, bro, could you not be casting spells right now, bro? Cause like my girlfriend <laughs> just hit the fucking DMT man. And she's like, I don't know. I don't I like, she's spooked out by the concept of spells being casted. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, the, the, what I prefer to do now, and I think this is like, I don't know if it's across the board, but I think a lot of people who do artist stuff, who, who get a little, a little older, a little longer in the tooth and grayer in the beard, um, start to value more uh, a container where an audience came enthusiastically to get a particular thing and now they're like you know all the trigger warnings have been have been have been signed off upon and it's like yeah you're an artist person who I trust when you talk you go places that you're there's you know some intention of some some something uh beneficial or at least connective um and so yeah fuck me up buttercup hit me with some truth like i have that uh, when I, I when i have that for certain individuals there's certain individuals at burning man that i get to experience them performing and it's so, it's, it's been such a special thing like really sitting there being like this person is not world famous by the usual metrics you know their their youtube might have like uh the, the 12 subscribers and the, and they and they can't quite figure out how to like turn this into into absorbable media or, or, or a career but i am enjoying this performance as much as anything ever and they yeah. are they are so fucking great and they know it now because they're experiencing it in a you know zone of whatever the fuck stuff's going on burning man sort of thing did that answer that? Yeah, no, that was great. I, I think you're, I mean, I don't want to put words to what you're thinking, but um, it kind of reminds me of the idea of like just treading lightly, you know, and like, yeah, the idea of like consent is kind of a huge thing. And it also allows you like the idea of like creating the container for your art to be in. It also does allow you to kind of push it more to its limits because you don't have to really take into consideration the people that might not actually consent to the spells that you're casting. So I, yeah, I actually think that that does, um, kind of fit in pretty nicely with how you handle your art um yeah i don't know i still feel like there's still i mean I, I think a lot about like the work of like matthew silver and like that dude don't really do anything about consent but he also doesn't like i i'm sure he's very mindful about how he does his brand of nonsense and i almost feel like i still think that there is like a time and place you know at least you know with like festivals and stuff because it's not like you're separate from the environment when you're doing that it's almost like the environment is kind of moving through you, you know, like if you're genuinely connected to the current moment and allowing yourself to express freely as the environment container allows you to, you know, I almost feel like there might still be like a middle ground between that, you know, because yeah, like I said, when I was younger and there's many a performance artist that just kind of like came into my sphere when I was maybe in an elevated state that actually like gave me the exact download that you know i needed you know so it's just i don't know i mean i've obviously everyone to their own and stuff but 
so situational. Like I was giving, I was yeah. saying the scenario of okay, so that that nest at Electric Forest, um, there's this enclosure, there's this festival in 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 Michigan in uh, in the two in the let's just say the 2000 teens and perhaps into the 20s. It will be a thing uh, if you're just tuning in now from the future or just have no uh, frame of reference of what an Electric Forest is. So there's that there's that festival, and I've. Uh, I've I've done this thing at this place that is like a nest. It's an enclosure of made of a bunch of sticks. It looks like a really really dedicated, disciplined band of perhaps yetis. I don't know. I don't want to actually. You know, I don't want to um, assume things about the level of uh, of technological capabilities of Bigfoot. But but it seems like a bunch of um, like a bunch of really 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 smart. Yeti Sasquatch sort of creatures or some humans who were trying to make a thing look like a nest. Was that insulting? I didn't mean that to come off that. Anyway, it's a nest. It's a nest and it looks organic like it doesn't require a species that has smartphones. That's all I'm saying. You know, it looks it, it, it has good. that it has that 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 thing. Oh man, how offensive was the thing that I just said? It was totally an accident. Is it to Yetis or is it to the people who built the nest? Because I honestly thought it was like small woodland creatures that came together and bent the sticks and that was my interpretation. Well, it's like, you know, what do we know? What do we know about, about Sasquatch? What do we know? What do we know? We, I mean, um, we, we can't even confirm the existence, let alone whether or not it's doing te- telepathy, telekinesis, or um, has an axe. You know, it might have an axe. But, the, okay, that's a good way of putting it. The nest is, like, there's no clean chops. It's all no sticks. So it's all I, sticks, yeah. I just spent a lot of time with the imagery of this nest at this festival. Okay, anyway. It's a very specific thing. It's a special place. I think that it is important to, like, create that image. It's special. It's special. So, and in there, there's there's turtles who are doing the whole, like, semi-autonomous zone uh, music festival thing where you, you you know, might do a thing like smoke DMT all willy-nilly, like, in a little nest area. Um, uh, And there's folks in there who are super duper roly polies who are feeling them that way. And when you get, yeah, you might be having your first MDMA experience at a festival and be in a cuddle puddle with your friends in a, in a massive bird bird's nest thing. And the things that might be happening verbally or connection wise there might be so invaluable. And now there's this guy who is, who has decided that it's performance time when you may have came there particularly for, to get away from art performance time and be with each other. And I actually, I would say that I value now from having uh, hosted, uh, done things for this uh, nonsense night thing in Detroit, um, that the greatest thing that can happen is people connect, you know, communicate, conversate, whether with words or with dancing or playing a game or just all the connect connection stuff is the best thing amongst the audience, I would say. And so I would just highly prefer now a situation where it's like you put the fish in the barrel and then I'll I'll come with the, with the, what are we going to do with these fish in this barrel? And I'll come with the some general, I don't want to, you know, it's usually it's shooting the fish in the barrel, but. Yeah, I know. I was just like, I was, I was waiting to see how you dug yourself out of this one, but I'm not helping. I'm not throwing the rope. I'm curious. It's bad. Uh, what, uh, uh, hose, hose with, with warm water. Oh, no, the flower, okay. flower, 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 flower. Okay. So, uh, fish with the fish food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's it. Yeah. Fish food. Fish, food. Yeah. Yep. consciousness well i mean providing the barrel you know for the fish to be able to swing amongst themselves as they see fit you know that's that's a great service you know but with all of that said 
that's the fuck around and find outness, which I'm thinking about forming a religion that is FAFOism. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. It's an acronym. Yeah. Um, is it like the fourth religion you've started? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, I think I've done... Okay, so anyway, if, if, if that I'm not saying that I have had my last uh, uh, choice experience and done the thing where I jump up on a literal tree stump in a festival where people might be having, uh, you know, whatever uh, uh, experience that gets... Uh, derailed no i think that now if i were to do that i would do it in a way where you can observe me somewhere like you can observe that there's a like say that there's a magical turtle that has, that has appeared like a flying turtle um that sings and speaks and you can see that going by and then you can go into uh, a an area where that can be a more immersive experience but i am i no longer feel attracted at all to the ambush like yeah i just always want any interaction with me, we could even take this in a socio-sexual direction. But like, uh, that's one of the cool things about maturity or becoming a more a more uh, uh, learned from experiences and empathy uh, exercises. That uh, I don't really want to have interactions that aren't mutually enthusiastic at all in my life anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you really only have so much energy in life to spend on things. And, you know, if it's not like a positive feedback loop where they're about it, you're about it, everybody's about it, then it's kind of a matter of like, it's just kind of like spilling energy out, you know, if you want to look at it that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that a lot. I uh, And even like the term like ambush, you know, is like, which I don't think it has like an official term, but I think that there are definitely some instances. I mean, I know a lot of people, I mean, who aren't even as performance arty, but I mean, it's kind of the same thing with like a conversation, you know, like if you're hanging out with some friends and someone comes up and just starts like yammering on and it's just kind of like, it's kind of like maybe a little bit of the same energy where it's like asking for a response where it's like, I wasn't really in a space to give you a response. I'm in a space. I only have so much energy for me and my friends. And now I have to like allocate to this other external situation, you know? And yeah, I, I think that that is probably pretty accurate. I, I don't know. I, I definitely still like the, the, the saboteur of like regular society though like i love like the the fringe people who are in new york city just doing some crazy stuff just to, like break up the monotony of but i mean it is kind of a different thing you know especially um if we're talking about like cities that format that forum that um the situation of there is a a river of humanity that is always flowing by this place in say new york city and in all directions, there are signs, there is all sorts of ambush advertisement, including yeah. actual people who will, human beings who will approach you and try to take your precious attention and perhaps even um, slow you down on your, your, your like, mission to get somewhere that you, have real, that you have chosen to give all of your attention to. And they're trying to, get, to, to distract you from your motherfucking mission and uh, and hit you with, hey, buy this, you know, or join this pyramid scheme. And so it's very different than at a festival to be like, all right, these people are under fire. They are under, you know, like these people who are walking by are all getting um, getting getting hit with, or at least they're being targeted by things that wish to communicate to them to to 
make a different choice to be distracted to, or to think about a different thing to like, you know, occupy their mind. And God, that gets really bad during lawn sign season. We saw that in, in, in the year 2020. Oh fuck, God, it was fuck, so fuck, bad. Fuck. So anyway, if you're in a, if you're in a public zone, like, you know, uh, a, a tough, I, I, I haven't experienced Times Square. I think that it's one, I think I might be okay uh, on that, but I also think I should just do it for the same reason I should go to, Oh, I was about to say a super dark thing, but play historical sites of uh, of where bad shit happened. There's some places that I I would like to stand in the yeah. in the energy of that. Anyway, uh, so if you're in Times Square and you're 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 doing ambush art, um, it's kind of like you know you went to a place where everybody's trying to everybody's trying to yip at you, everybody's trying to get yeah. you, and so if I'm and so if somebody's gonna go down there with their hand pan and or uh brass instrument and or you know poetry or or uh you mentioned uh, matthew silver you know do do a, 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 a histrionic get you get get your attention and then give you either something to feel or think about or both but hit hit you with something that like it that there's a strong argument and 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 i i imagine an intention to maybe give you something a better about a better is a big word but uh um a more human and sincere beam of communication than what's already coming at you from all the directions which is ambush advertisement so so yeah and the difference between that and a festival and an intimate zone at a festival like i look back at that and i'm like you motherfucker man you yeah. went to the place where people like Get to, there's people falling in love in there. There's people having like yeah. those experiences that that I that I as a, as a I've been a festival goer. Well, you're still a festival goer when you're going and doing work stuff at it. But like I have been, you know, at a festival as pure as purely as a as a patron. And God, the most the best thing that I want to have happen to me is I want to connect with an individual like intensely, you know. And when you're in those those special states, it's like it's like you know you want to like really make a thing happen in, in, in the, in the actual vortex of a performance doing dancey do's or, you know, all the different things that turtles do when there's a, there's a concert going on. But the, my favorite thing about festivals has always been like, like being super duper vulnerable and present with f folks that also happen to be at this festival, you know, some, right. of, some of which yeah. become great friends. Yeah, and I think that's honestly what most people are going to festivals for. Like, yeah, I mean, the music's great, the art's great, all that's fun. But like a lot of people just want to go be in love, you know, whether it's with their friends or with a new friend, you know, there is an element of like searching, you know. So, I mean, having the awareness and the wherewithal to kind of like understand like the, the idea of like a sacred space and like not bringing your thing to it, but still finding other avenues where you can do your thing because there's definitely other avenues. But in terms of like New York, I find it fascinating because like I feel like in order to live in New York, you have to consent to being advertised to, you know, in like a major metropolis. Like that's ex that's what you're moving through. You're swimming through the ocean of advertisements and it's a very stimulating environment. So I do like the idea in those situations because you don't see it very often, like team human folks who are trying to just kind of like kind of like wake you up a little bit, just kind of like bring you more into the moment, you know, because we're kind of, we shut out so much of it, especially in those, those centers, because it's so overly stimulating. If you don't shut it out, then you're going to be overwhelmed. And it, I just don't know how someone can live in those conditions, you know, but 
I I, yeah. I I don't want to say I can't because if bringing up Andrew Yang again uh, has announced that he is officially running for mayor of New York City, and I have not officially decided this entirely yet, but I'm like something like eighty percent there that I would like to promise Ooh. to myself and the world that if Andrew Yang becomes the mayor of New York City, that I will immediately plan um, at the very least a stint staying in the city with and trying to like but 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 i will go to that city for more than you know a week vacation like really do the thing where you put the effort and the um the the the, the rinse and repeat and not all of the shows are as go as great as as the others are or as yeah yeah uh, but i will go and try to pollinate my uh, uh, porpoiseful propagations of uh, of nonsense and uh, uh, theory of enchantment is another is another uh, a, a constitution of of, of magical uh, uh, stuff that that I ha- that I, that I I'm, I'm super about right now. Um, and uh, yeah, the constitution don't try to define it, don't take it seriously, and don't attempt anything mutual without mutual enthusiasm. Stuff like I will go there and do that. And fractal the magical turtle will also come to New York, like. And I want to. I brought. I brought that up to say that because the thing that I feel. I feel like this will resonate with a lot of, of particular turtles right now. I fucking have a deep craving that is like on the level of like when will I see my dad again? When you're like when you're like a young child, uh, and, and 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 are not uh, doing anything to like you know uh, shy from your emotions yet. Like that whole thing hasn't kicked in yet. If there, there would be any reason not to just say I miss my dad, like. I have such a deep craving. That's get this gets archetypal. I have such a deep craving to be in a neighborhood, whether it is large as a like county or like a, a village in maybe somewhere that is in America. But I w- I really want for my life to experience time in a a community of humans, whether it's a fucking city of several million or a fucking village in in the in the, uh, the mountains of Transylvania. Um, uh, anywhere where, where, where I really want to experience the thing where I'm not resentful for towards the the leadership or the, the, yeah. uh, uh, the other way around more so not that, that it's not resentful that I believe that I see a human who is actually trying to optimize things and so that signals and 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 has me feeling uh, encouraged and also uh, safe not safe necessarily like physically or emotionally but uh like uh you know it, it would be like it would be a good choice now to actually put a good amount of effort into the 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 communal effort of optimizing a, a city of a, a village you know we all want everybody to be as good as possible you know we want everybody's lives to be great and yeah there's people who are way more wealthy who live in this fucking really fancy place and me and my friends are like uh really struggling to have this fucking water closet uh, with a beanbag, you know, situation and a side of town where not all the streetlights work. Um, but uh, to be in a city where, to, to be in a, a situation where it's like representative democracy is doing the thing. Not even necessarily that. I just want to fucking, uh, to have a, a feeling like, uh, like it's not a fucking waste of effort to uh, try to participate in the, did I lose it? organizing body that i you know i haven't felt any sense of like you know like uh, of like t- 
team pride. Like you know, on you're like you're like like your team. You know, which which I, I think we all we all whether or not we say say these words, like you have a sense of your like team humanity, right? Yeah. You know? Like I see yeah. folks whether they have like a really really great successful podcast or they're like you know got selling a bunch of books or they have some political uh, achievement or you know event like or like the story of Malala Yousafzai, you know, like somebody like that. Like I have, and she's totally on my team humanity which I sometimes refer to as team turtle. Um, but, uh, but to have that feeling about like, I'm waking up in a place where my neighbors are, I could go as far as to say family, but for those who that sort of language freaks out to feel like my neighbors are my community neighbors. Yeah. My neighbors, yeah. <laughs> actual neighbors, <laughs> even that, you know, the baseline, <laughs> I recognize that there are people who live next to me. <laughs> You know, sometimes we can't even get to that. Can you imagine you know? that? Oh, man, I don't know. Maybe go to that because this get, that gets all political. But can you imagine how optimal that could be having? Because it's like I'm not like you. You said the phrase "tooting horn." Like I don't feel like when I go on about about Andrew Yang right now. It's not. I'm not. I don't feel horn tooty so much as I observe and a lot of my neighbors and and friends and people that I think are really are really trying to um, figure stuff out here. I observe a problem solving. Uh, consciousness, uh, personality, and uh, and someone who has done the thing that is so rare right now, where somebody um, is drafted by their own competence, yeah, as opposed yeah. to ambition to win. Like I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm a little bit disgusted with myself for uh, the years that I spent not being as present as I could with my friends and family and everyone because my goal was to as they say get big yeah yeah it's something i mean especially with like the lives of artists that's kind of kind of an archetype at this point you know like the person who kind of not forsakes but just kind of like doesn't focus on uh the most immediate aspects of life because they have this idea of what it means to make it um but i, I like what you said about um, like drafted by competence. And I think that that's something that we're really going to start seeing as we go forward. And I think what's really going to be important is also you said team humanity, team turtle. Um, Douglas Rushkoff just released a book called Team Human. And I haven't read it, but I was thinking about it myself. And I think what it's going to really take is to create a lexicon of words that are outside of the political spectrum so like when we say something like team human it's not progressive it's not uh, liberal or anything like that it takes it away from what people will naturally associate with their defense mechanisms and like we actually have like a candid conversation of like we are all working together i don't care what your political interest is are you here for alleviating suffering or here to alleviate your own suffering you know it's like do you want to work with the world or do you want to work for yourself you know and i think that the the more universal we create the terminology for that then the easier it's going to be for all of us to actually come together we have to work on like coming together you know and i think like maybe it would take moving to a place where people are already doing that so you can help grow that movement rather than try and you know like dig a bunch of small holes all over the place like let's just go to where the big hole's getting dug and then just dig as deep as we can and then over time that will you know pull in more and more people until we have like a cohesive secular contemporary thing like a bubble you know and if we're gonna need our own propaganda you know because that's the thing is you know a lot of this kind of gets once propaganda gets involved and like smear campaigns and then they control the language around it. That's why we can't even use the term progressive anymore because it's associated with socialist, you know? So it's like, 
yeah, it really comes down to like who owns the the terminology, who's creating the definitions, and maybe we should start doing that ourselves. I want to make a anti-echo chamber, echo chamber for all my friends who think the same things about the world. Anti-echo chamber, echo chamber tonight. How, how do we do it? Huh? How do we do it? I mean, we, I don't think it's going to be through the lens of like the current social media paradigm, but we definitely do need to be knocking down these walls that are, like, I just don't know. I mean, my, my thing is like, let's make a comprehensive language. But even as I said that, I thought like language can be diffused by other language and whoever has the louder uh, bullhorn is going to end up winning that fight. So it's like, how do we break out of the chamber? How do we connect to the people that we see as other? What do we fucking do? <laughs> well... I've got several thoughts on that thread, Brett. And uh, one of them is that one of the possibilities that, and I think it's good to recognize things that you wish to avoid. Um, dwelling on that too much, it would be called worrying or stressing about about something that ain't happened yet. Um, but uh, so there's this thing with humanity that I notice, or I'll just put it this way. To, for the United States of America to have a really significant moment era, whether it's over the course of five years or, or a month, like th there would be some sort of catalyzing event. This is just one of the ways it happens. There is a catalyzing event that creates a new problem that the old linguistic scaffolding and thought group identities like liberal, conservative, progressive, uh, right-wing, left-wing uh, stuff, all that, that, that none of that language applies pragmatically to even approaching or talking about the problem, let alone fixing it. And in that, I have no doubt that there would be so much unity if that's how it could go down. But the, and, and, and I am an optimist to a fault, if that's possible, sometimes. But... We just had this, uh, you know, there was a pandemic. Did you, did you, did you experience that recently? Or was that? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, there was a novel coronavirus that, uh, that, uh, had, um, that, 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 that had a, uh, a, a death rate that was a, that was a percentage that if, if, if that were to have washed uh, over millions of people, uh, say 330, then there would be this, mm -hmm. that, that, we, that, that would be a lot of, of really, really macabre mathematics and, uh, and, and terrible uh, things would have happened. So what the country decided to do, um, though in a very ramshackle fashion, um, at very different levels, and you know, we got the whole decentralized thing with states, which has really, really great things about it, but also has some really, like, this, this has went weird. Um, and different elected officials tried to do different stuff to keep that math down of of death and uh and a lot of different things happened in different places i'm in detroit michigan that uh, there's uh there uh, much much talk of our, our our governor uh here both both positive and, and and quite negative some of it even a bit a bit uh, no th real nasty um and that's going on in different states. Uh, anyway, where's the, what's the ship I was trying to land here? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, what was it? Did I miss it? Uh, yeah, I brought, up, I brought up the pandemic as a, oh, was a problem that I, problem, yeah. yeah, in my, in, in, in my naive mind and heart, 
at the when that was beginning to happen, I really thought, I think a lot of us did, that this was going to be a unifying, though tragic, but like, oh, I could see how this would unify. I and I don't know how much of the how much of a factor of that it was that the head of state and uh, and 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 tweeter in chief um, kept uh, doing the exact opposite of using words and communication to uh, to unify. Um, and there were obviously a bunch of a bunch of everybody everybody uh, participated or a lot of us participated in the in the, the spewing of, of vitriol and the, and the flinging of feces um, as as we often do here in the good old U.S. of A. Um, but um, that almost it seemed like that might have been a, a, a that, but we didn't unify around that. So I'm thinking, what sort of a problem would it be? And 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 to, to, and to end this on a positive, one thing that does come to mind. Um, it, that as as this unique event that the old so the, like the old language and, and and ways that we sort and categorize and and team up with and against each other um, don't apply to um, might be well to have a huge umbrella term technology but specifically uh, cryptocurrency you know bitcoin and coins and well just like that whole concept which i i have difficulty you know uh, articulating the you know the jargon of like what's going on techno mechanically whatever the fuck but it seems to me like there is a really worthwhile attempt and possibility that uh, team humanity um some of those turtles who are developing that stuff and doing and are in that space tons of turtles who are in that space are super on team humanity and they may have outsmarted the old guard and something real special and subverting of the old machinery might be going on in that arena, I think, I observe. I just said a lot. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that Bitcoin is going to be a, a major player. And I mean, I think that that is another aspect is we really have to re contextualize how we view currency and where because it's a resource it's and that's essentially the most fundamental like human drive is like the call for resources so if we can find a way to empower everybody to be more um plugged in to the resource pool because like right now we have like massive income uh, inequality and it's like I think crypto really does offer an opportunity for us to kind of like retake that back and reprioritize what resource is and how we reallocate it in a way that isn't like met, uh, done by the government, you know, because it's kind of its own thing. It's kind of like a, um, like a loose cannon, you know, like it, it it's its own market that isn't with like the Federal Reserve or whatever. So I, I don't really know too much about it. I don't know the jargon. There's people who are There's folks who are really good it. at that. What's that? There's some turtles who will make some mouth sounds to share understanding about that. And we have both uh, both – both, uh, both. It, it seemed to be an agreement that we are not those turtles. So, yep, uh, so yeah. So, cryptocurrency is the thing. Um, but just like some of the stuff that's happening in technology, I, it, it might be the 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 train tracks doing the into a, a on onto a new path that the old guard doesn't even know what the fuck to do about. Right. And, right. And with the unity thing that we were just talking about, like sincere unity, I do think would come. From the moment where the you know you got a neighborhood and there's a lot of different people who think different stuff and and maybe have lived next to each other for ten years and have never talked awkward and like maybe had just like a few weird encounters like uh, you know somebody who was tripping at, a, at one of your bonfires and came over and was in my kitchen and we had that whole fucking thing happen um, you know like and and then it, there's a flood 
and and uh, lots of you know people are having problems with their houses in the, in, in the neighborhood, and then they all go out and talk, and friendships and and uh, alliances uh, are formed in this moment of um, common problem. Now I said I was over, yeah, I, I started that whole thread. I do this thing when I talk where it's just like I'm not even sure if I'm going to land the ship, but I've got somewhere I'm trying to go. I got something I'm trying to say. Um, that uh, I hope it doesn't. I hope the catalyzing event of unity isn't cat- catastrophe. Um, but, uh, I also want to say in a darkly optimistic way that I do believe that those are inevitable if we don't, you know, optimize, you know, society and get the species, um, you know, doing, doing smarter stuff. Um, and that they will have a, a incredible unifying effect, uh, if there are, uh, catastrophes that are, or just, you know, problems that, no, it might have to be something jarring. I don't know. I'm being all spooky now. I'm really hopeful for humanity. I promise. I am. I really. Think, <laughs> I think if we do, if we, if we, if we wake up and show up and and communicate and you know do the find the others and and stay in a in relative contact community with uh, with the, the other magical uh, turtles of Earth who are trying to help, um, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. I don't have a yeah. timeline, but. I think it's going to take it's going to take a lot of different channels of operating for us to actually like do this work. So I think on one hand, I think technology is naturally bringing us together in new and novel ways. Um, but at the same time, like you said, like once that shared disaster happens, if that is the the track that we're moving down, what it's going to take for us in order to have a system ready to help each other is like you have to know your neighbors first. So I think while on one hand, technology crypto is really going to be helping move us forward, there is like a practical boots on the ground approach where it's like you have to do the work within yourself to be able to look at your neighbor who might not look like you or talk like you or think like you and to be able to find a common um, shared uh, intention, you know, and uh, hopefully we don't have to wait until there's disaster. Maybe we can just start doing that right now. And then we build communal resiliency, you know, and I think that um, if we want to talk about ending the echo chamber, then let's start with the people who are shoulder to shoulder with you. You know, and um, you talked about like going to New York and helping out with Yang if he does become mayor, but that's kind of that same thing of finding the echo chamber. Helping out with of- New York. I, I, that, excuse me for cutting off, but that's an important thing uh, that, uh, my my uh, thing maybe promise eighty uh, percent there that if Yang becomes mayor of New York, I will make a thorough effort to apply myself in New York City somewhere between spend a, a stint, spend a month, or like attempt to live because I will then feel I will then have this thing that I think a lot of us crave uh, to have some sense of hope coming from within the 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 you know the 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 power structures or the the you know, shot shot callers um, that will allow me to feel entirely encouraged to help with New York, like to yeah. or to like to be a part of New York, to be yeah. a to be like someone at whatever level because we're all at different levels and have different moves to be able to help and just like I want to feel real hopeful about optimizing a city, uh, a country, a state. Oh God, I want I wanted that and I I really want to do it with Michigan. But I don't see yeah. the I, I don't feel that thing yet where it's like, oh, well, the whole leadership is just going to fucking do completely opposite moves that make like just be constantly causing you new problems. It just absolutely won't be on your side. And it just gets kind of head draggy and hopeless. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I mean, in order for people to want to get involved with like the political spectrum is like you have to have 
some wins, you know, and right now we have very small wins for like the people who are team human, you know, and that's why like there's a few like the Justice Democrats that I ended up getting through and like the one story was enough to give me hope to like, okay, I'll still keep plugged in. But it's until you have that, that a win to where it's like, I don't even want to invest my energy into this thing because like we watch the way they X out all the people that are actually team human, you know, and it's, it's just really frustrating that way. It's because it's like, it needs us to get involved, but at the same time, who wants to get involved into a system that just puts people through a meat grinder, you know? So I, I'm wondering, going forward, as we're looking at this currently divided world, um, which may not even be as divided as it really seems on the surface, you know, I mean, our social media algorithm is making it look like things are a lot worse off than they are. In your estimation, with everything that you've done in your life as artist, um, where, where do you think nonsense comes in? Where do you think that that energy is going to play? Because I, I definitely think it's going to play a role in reclaiming the sanctity of being human in the 21st century and to be engaged. But in in your words, where do you think nonsense fits into this trajectory forward? So nonsense night um began quite honestly and i think that this is this is this is my participation in, in what i call the vulnerability olympics uh which is where all of us uh public talkie turtles um will sometimes say stuff that might even cause problems in our lives for it to be known publicly like there's a possible thing but you say it not just anyway, but because we're all in this really humble and unifying cooperative competition with one another to be the most of any adjective. And now there's this word vulnerability going on out there. And, and, and from what I hear, it's really, really good for you. Uh, and and, 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 and I, 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 I really, really enjoy the work of uh, Brene Brown. And I really, really enjoy um, the, 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 the felt direct experience of the of the psychotherapeutic and all around uh, health uh, and and uh, some might say spiritual wellness uh, benefits from that of being uh, vulnerable uh, when uh, <laughs> not, no not just when appropriate because then it's not vulnerability anyway um, I started nonsense night because I felt like I was failing to do performer stuff enough to like to life like uh 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 nix my uh, not nix that's not the word to to fix my addiction no but to give me a fix of what i was addicted to uh at the time and still am quite quite a bit now but like uh but not it was way intense before where it was like so yeah to put it in to put it put it in summarized simple terms i wasn't getting enough opportunities to perform and uh and I needed to do, I wanted to do my art stuff in a, in a place where there's people that might want to listen to, you know, and, and observe uh, art stuff. And, 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 uh, and, and yeah. So, um, I like, it initially started because I needed a place to perform my music and comedy and, uh, and fire spinning came later and different, uh, different little like char character acty sort of you know the deep play clowning stuff that that I feel like some of us have just been developing that since we were toddlers but uh I needed a place to do my sincerity ex expression stuff and so I started I made had an event or two and then it was like well what if I knew could know that I would have a place to do my art once a month 
and and others could and I'm not <laughs> and, and I don't know how much of this was the design of like the uh, um, the ethos and logos and miso, mythos of the non-institution and, and, and the, the night of nonsense and the, and the, the nights of nonsense um, with a KN nights like um, in shining. Yeah. Uh, I'm a very particularly confusable and distractible and uh, well, I don't want to identify as this anymore, but anyway, I sometimes express a pattern where it's hard for me to, uh, Remember what I said, uh, or remember remember what I'm what I'm saying mid mid thought. Um, that my interest and and attention can veer a lot. I'm really trying to get to rein that in and have a handle on it. But when at the beginning of nonsense, I really didn't have a handle on it at all. So it kind of just became a thing that kept happening, where it was like there was there was chaos. Uh, you know, not necessarily chaos as in like fucking barns on fire and fucking minotaurs or fucking just slicing down villagers and shit, but like just chaos as in uh, people wouldn't, a performer wouldn't show up who said they were gonna. And I developed this thing to instead be like, oh, the thing that we said was gonna happen didn't, to just like, not even mention it and just do what we what's happening, you know, go with what's happening. And uh, there's this thing I learned in radio school. I went to Spex Howard School of Media Arts uh, back when they still had like, to be honest, really antiquated uh, technology for like there was like literally I think I think we touched a tracks um, and and did CD DJing anyway. But one of the things one of the things that I took that I took from that that was like a spiritual wisdom um, I think about life and consciousness is. As much as you can avoid, or no, I'll put it positive. Well, I'll put it negative first. Avoid giving too much airtime to the past. You know, and that doesn't mean forget about things that, uh, you know, some things, there needs to be an effort to reconcile things or, um, you know, confront one's past, uh, you know, core wounding and, and, and such. But there's this thing sometimes where like, okay, uh, thing inoptimal thing happened. Lessons learned from it, and now we're in the present. You know, and now welcome to welcome to www.reality. I mean, wait, w, welcome to www.realityjrv. Whatever the fuck. Um, I also learned to pronounce my W's uh, thoroughly. But yeah, like to to because somebody's just tuning in this moment, right? And that might be like a newborn baby consciousness comes in, and or just like you know. It, there's there's somebody just tuning in. They just they just walked into this into this movie, and if you're if you're they tune into you, and, and the thing you're saying is, well, you know, 15 minutes ago when we were having those audio problems. God, that was such a bummer, right? You know, and I went and I tried to fix the thing. You tried to fix the thing too, and it's like, dude, like this is precious airtime. This is precious lifetime. You know, so it's like, and here we are in the present moment again, and you know, and it's like, and then, but then I'm learning about certain sorts of uh, self part, looking at the parts of yourself. Uh, meditation or the therapy, shadow worky stuff, where it's like there's times to do precisely that, to like um, to uh, medicinally dwell on the on the past, but not dwell. Then it's not dwelling. Any any fucking who. Um, I got really really good through nonsense night, or just really really effective. Like it didn't it ne it doesn't bother me anymore when things don't go as planned. It's just and here we go. And I'm just like, and I host the open mic at Burning Man, and that's a fuckeroozy of an experience of things not going to plan and things and amazing things happening when they're allowed to. And I, so I got really good at allowing 
uh, to use a less spooky for some word than chaos, uh, uh, but I don't believe in randomness. Uh, well, sometimes I do. Um, and you know, a bunch of in the only could have happened in that moment, special magical moments like mm-hmm. those. I think I think really dialed in the enterprise of encouraging and opening the container for that. And with the team that has done nonsense nights in the past, there was such like there was so much lessons that we all learned from doing that. I certainly would like every night be like, wow, the fucking metaphors about cooperation and about and about like, uh, you know, we love and support each other. And like, I want to that that, that, getting to observe the thing where you want uh, more control of something that's communal, you know, or where you, you know, like, uh, like just all the, the stuff that you learn. And you know, to be honest, during this time of uh, a lot of self-reflection of the of the, the the isolation and the in the lockdown era, um, those those moments, um, I feel like I really examined the stuff that I wasn't allowing myself to thoroughly examine about about how nonsense night, like the, the beginning years and things happen, and how what was going on in my psyche then, and a lot of the ways in which I uh, subconsciously um, and sometimes consciously like kind of sabotaged things. Well, maybe not consciously, but definitely a lot of subconscious self-sabotage and, and sabotage of the enterprise. It just not, it not growing like it could have. And I felt all the feelings about that. And now I'm so ready for, I'm so excited for, man, I hope that gets to happen again. And it will. It, it, I mean, it, already, it has in small capacities because Nonsense Night is, doesn't require there to be a public thing. Anyway, um, but uh, the, the, if, if Nonsense Nights get to happen in, in, in the way that they kind of used to, uh, ish in, uh, in the city of Detroit, Michigan, perhaps at the tangent gallery, uh, that would be, um, God, I would really, really, uh, feel an, a, a preciousness that I didn't back then. Cause you know, you're just living your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something the pandemic has really kind of like done for a lot of things is like, it gets you to look at things that you may have taken for granted and see it in a new light of like, Oh, like even, some of the things that we've just been doing for years are actually so precious and vital and limited in time that we can spend. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think that like the idea of like bringing nonsense for it, I think is honestly super crucial for, I mean, we, we have a lot of work ahead of us, you know, as a people, you know, but I think like doing that work with some levity, doing that work with um, not an attachment to outcomes, but also by remembering who we are, fundamentally is like spontaneously expressing creatures you know and imbuing a little bit of everything with just like a little bit of that you know i think i notice it with myself in this show as a matter of like i have a list of things i want to cover but at the same time like some of the best things come up when you're not uh, attached to any one thing you know and i liked what you said about the the role in radio to not like dwell on the past you know it's like yeah we may have blown through some of these things but i really like where we're at now so instead of like dragging you dragging us back in the conversation for something that like an amendum on another topic we talked about let's just like focus on like what's here and now and i i mean for my experience with um you know nonsense nights and like the spontaneous arising of those events was oftentimes that like let's just work with what we have right here right now and yeah i think that any avenue that we can do to have more of that in the world is going to make us more flexible and resilient and uh, bend when we need to bend. You know, mm. I, I, I don't know a thought that I will, 
I w- one thing that I think that I think I'm pretty pretty sure about that I'm gonna do make effort moves choices to do before nonsense night returns in the public you know you you pay a cover at the door thing or don't like there's ways there's ways actually there's there's ways for you to achieve getting into nonsense night without paying um that are not dishonest and then some that are (laughs) (laughs) um anyway uh uh the the non-stitution exists now as uh the three uh clauses principles uh, three rules but rules rules meant to free us um one uh don't take it seriously uh two don't try to define it and three uh don't attempt anything mutual with each other without mutual enthusiasm for said act which i always rephrase that last one but don't attempt anything mutual without mutual enthusiasm uh do do stuff in um celebrational uh consensual agreement as opposed to uh, assuming anything about how somebody else wants to spend their time, anyway, um, or experience you. Um, any, any, anyway, oh yeah, I think that it behooves me as someone who is getting better at the thing of accepting responsibility and leadershipy stuff for the stuff that I uh, that I put in, into the world, or at some point was was like. Uh, the originator the per, 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 person i am stepping more into my like i'm gonna do that uh more more thoroughly and when with uh uh you know uh much more analysis of the world and how and what would be helpful and just have more uh really b- behind the scenes d- deep catacombs knowledge illuminati um uh, 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 high council inner council um stuff uh, intentions for how the thing, you know, uh, generates experiences that uh, that uh, move the needle in in in, sp- in, in special magical ways. Uh, anyway, yeah, the thing where where this thing that people talk about that uh, you know you can say specific stuff, but there's this sense with nonsense night, even when it's not said that it's like uh, that. There's something good. There's something good happening there, and uh, and I don't feel self horn tooty saying that, like because I've just observed it a bunch of time, and that wasn't like you know mine or any one person's doing like you there was but there was a container and there's uh you know a growing community of those who have wishes and and uh feelings about that container and there was i witnessed sometimes several years in a row where it was like it was just so magical and just doing something i'm gonna use a big vague word doing something good for the people who, who who came or at least you know some of them a thing that I think it would behoove me now um, as doing um, uh, sincerely dedicated, accepting, responsibility, uh, leadership thing for, for me to do before Nonsense Night returns in a public and uh, monetized capacity uh, is uh, I want to figure out how to make the money aspect of it which used to be just like, oh, well, we have to have this, you know, we have to have this uh, make sense in the in the current uh, socioeconomic, uh, you know, situation. And uh, it would be really, really cool if our artists could uh, who perform could uh, get money for this. And I would like some money for this. And the Magical Turtles who do the things that are that are behind the scenes and take a lot of effort and skill and, and creativity. And, uh, you know, they, they should be getting, the, the, you know, monies from this. And, and also there's this thing where the, 
thing that I used to like I, nonsense night started is free. And I, at that point was like anti money ish. I still had that, that, uh, that malware that uh, going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, so I would like f- kind of fought for it to be free or, and, and then there was a period of time where it was pay what you want. <laughs> and then I was just, so they just kept observing this thing gets the, the, the experiences get, can be way more dialed in and quite frankly, you know, safer and more of like the, more of the good kind of chaos and less of the dodgy kind. Um, if there was at least a barrier of entry of, oh, this is nonsense night. Do you want to come into this? Oh, well, if you want to come into this and, and you can look and see that there's experiences happening over there, do you want, uh, do, can, can you, uh, might, might you be so kind as to give us a few of your Federal Reserve note shekel, uh, put that in this, in this bucket. And then the more that became like when it, be, when it became more, more money and sometimes you know, I kept justifying it, the amount of the, of the like the elaborateness of, of the event, uh, though that would fluctuate a lot. Some were very not elaborate, not elaborate. And some were super duper spectacular. And like, there's some magical turtles who really showed up and did, and, uh, and, and did the thing that I think some people think I was doing more of than I was, which is actual like coordination and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm really to be honest. A lot of the time, I'm just person like just slinging permissions around. Um, but in the future, I wish to be better with the leadership. You think there's more things that I understand now. Anyway, um, I think it behooves me to to figure out how to make it so that Nonsense Night does have a turnstile uh, public events that can generate money. And how does that money get distributed amongst uh, either or? But I think it's both. Uh, the people who did the effort to make the event magical and some l- very local, very immediate, very um, d- you know, direct uh, phil- philanthropic-y thing, yeah. <laughs> which is a very dehumanizing way of saying help, help, help people, help people in like the neighborhood, the community. So, so then there's this sense that we're having this thing that is a porpoiseful party that Everybody feels good about everybody feels good about uh, paying their nonsense tax at the door because that is uh, both rewarding the efforts to generate and facilitate and you know ha- have this uh, this experience uh, for us all to enjoy and also something that we all agree or that is very agreeable um, helps the community in some way and then and then how to and because then that I would like to make uh, there be a, a an era of my life, whether it's like age 36 to death or like uh, 36 to 45, because at some point I'm just like, I no longer wish to be at these fucking stupid parties. And I like actually I'm like, no, those are nonsense. And now I'm being sincere. Fuck that. Someone else here. Take take the torch. Do the that. Uh, but anyway, um, I really want to uh, I, 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 I have I have deep uh, feelings and uh, wishes about this era of my life and of reality where myself and and a super uh, dedicated and, and, and enthusiastic team of nonsense uh, generating magical turtles uh, try to take it to places, try to go and install nonsense nights and and give and 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 set up their council, their high, you know upper council of uh, like leadership sort of thing. I had this idea the other day that it's like it's got to be three people. And they all are super in agreement that like we're going to work together for three years to put this on. But because reality happens, it, there there are mechanisms for one or two or all three to be able to pass that torch. Um, but 
there is a commitment uh, of sorts because commitment, I used to think, was like the um, antithesis of, of nonsense and, and like the good kind of chaos and like, you know, going out into the mystery and doing the thing where you trust in reality or God or whatever um, or yourself um, and or anyway, um, uh, commitment is so magical and causes all of this particular chaos being in a committed um, situation where you're where you're showing up and doing the thing that you said you were going to do even after you don't feel like you're choosing it every moment you know and it's like well i said i was going to do this like that shit is so special and i now have i now uh in pandemic time not being away from doing nonsense night i really realized this thing now that used to just actually confuse me that it's like well if the thing if the brand if the magical spell is calls itself nonsense then do we have to be actively avoiding things that make sense and are like optimal? Or, like, does, does, does this have to be stupid night? You know, does this have to be like, like and, and now I, and now I feel really special about this thing. It's like, well, what's more nonsense than something that is called nonsense actually being one of the more, uh, uh, it, you know, dialed in intentional and, and critical, critical thinking. Uh, well, I don't know if critical thinking applies anyway. Um, that it's like, this is actually a really, uh, this makes the fuck lo- a lot of sense. This makes a lot of sense. And, and people are really trying to, uh, to keep developing it to, um, to make more sense for more people and be more welcoming and, and optimize the things that happen. Uh, you know, like, uh, and this sounds like social engineering, but maybe, maybe there's good ways to do social engineering. But, you know, that moment, those moments that happen where people who usually don't connect out in the wild are totally as we say, vibing out together because they're in a container of uh, nonsense and encouragement of sincere communication. Yeah, I think the idea of discipline is, I I don't remember where exactly I heard this, but like discipline is the only way to true freedom. And that actually shouldn't be like as much of a call for like, that's like really stuck up, but it's like the ability to apply order in creative ways can actually further enhance your ability to let spontane spontaneity have like a container to like arise in. So like the idea of like leaning into um, like higher levels of organization while respecting kind of some of the key pillars, I think is really how you create those satellite nonsense things. There has to be some sort of like connective tissue to the thing for it to be, I mean, there has to be like a, a foundation of like expected experience, even if everything that happens on top of that is wildly different you know like it has to kind of have that thing that you can communicate to other people to a degree you know even if it's like you can expect to not expect or know what to expect you know but i think like the more that we can like i I like the word optimization i think that that's kind of like a key phrase when we're thinking about ways that people interface with a space or a practice or um, a show even you know optimization is key yeah i'm about that word i say it a lot often because it's great. Yeah. It's not, it's a, you know, uh, make as good and or enjoyable as maybe not possible, but as you do, you know, yeah. like, right, you know, just to, and, to, and to be saying it more often, because it's also, it's, it's more humble than let's do the most amazing, best possible thing. Because you're saying optimize has in it the insinuation that we're taking the, the elements and the equipment the instruments and the you know the 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 the, the resources uh human and otherwise that we've got 
and we're doing the best we can with that. Yeah, and I think that that's an important aspect of it is that you're taking what you already have so it doesn't create this kind of like lack mentality where it's like we need to get X, Y, and Z in order for this to be what it needs to be, whereas like saying it needs optimization, it's like we already have all the core elements. It just means smoothing out all the rough edges so that we can better provide that core experience. You know, I think I, I like that you, you, you mentioned it's kind of like what you have. It's not what you are going to have. Um, but with that, What's that? Uh, the whole the whole intention thing that turtles talk about. Uh, fuck. If you don't have if you don't have a plan, you'll become a part of something else's not plan or plan. Yeah. So have yeah. a plan. Uh, try. Yeah. You know. Well, with that, uh, we are at an hour and a half. This has been a wonderful conversation. I always enjoy all the time we get to share. It's always super illuminating. So I want to say thank you so much, Zach for um, sharing some space with me. Um, going forward into this new year, how can people get involved with you and what you got going on? Well, Brett Kane, let me think about that. Well, huh. That's another thing that I really <laughs> need to orchestrate immediately. I would say right now, the, the I hate doing the thing where I utter the name of the social network uh, because just because these are the very social networking platforms that I wish to be, not necessarily that they end or like I want, I wish the best for everybody, but I just, I just want something to come along that replaces. All right, I'm going to be really specific. I just would like Facebook, Instagram, you know, to be just replaced. Um, yeah. and not necessarily, and I mean, replaced isn't even what I, what I, what I wish for. No, because that's like I want, I want others to. I, I hope for something to emerge that signals to the social network you know the individuals and, and, and groups that would that may switch or just also be using that um that it signals and sincerely delivers on like trying to uh optimize um the human connectivity and not the like uh the stuff that we're finding out about about algorithmic um inadvertently uh, having an echo chamber form around your internet uh, network um, that is that there is an actual mechanism that is keeping you from new or challenging stuff uh, yeah. like ah, that we don't know how much that has bent us in a bad direction we don't know yet we're just yeah. we're just talking about it more but anyway uh instagram yeah i'm a, at nonsense man or at uh, nonsense night is an instagram also uh my friend fractal the magical turtle who was who was 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 nearby but he's doing i was i think and then he listening the he's aptly listening yeah, and we and we can have you you if you interviewed Fractal the Magical Turtle sometimes distinctly that would be great. But um, uh, I was yeah, Magical Turtle Medicine on uh, the Instagrams. There's a YouTube though I haven't really done put much on the YouTube yet. But I'm gonna change that immediately. Yeah, New Year Energy. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm getting a gym membership. Let's just do it. I'm, yeah, we'll oh, yeah. that. Yep, yep, yep. Gym, gym membership and a fucking Adderall prescription. We're fucking changing the world, bro. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but I would say yeah, I I tend to to look at that most of the of the uh, so, social networks now. And you know. I really want to collaborate making music. That's what I would like to do the most. I would like a direct message saying, hey, I make music. Would you like to make uh, uh, rapping and singing or per perhaps uh, magical uh, creatures, uh, characters, uh, singing children's songs, uh, music over, I mean, lyrics over this music? And then I'll look at it and be like, no. Uh, but then I'll look at the, the, the 17th and be like, 
No, but you know what? The 16 prior, I now uh, have changed my mind about them, and then we make music. I'm I'm entirely rambling now. Um, it's been it's great a long process, to- but yeah. What's that? It's been great talking to you, Brett. Yeah, dude, you too, man. Uh, it's gone. It's been so long. I don't know why. Like, you have your own podcast and on Senses. I'm doing this. I mean, I'm fresh into the game, so I mean, I imagine we're gonna have repeat conversations. And yeah, now that we have this uh, virtual connection, let's let's freaking do this, man. All right. Let's save the world. Like, let's let's plan it all out. Like, you and me, man. Let's. I'll be your running mate. Fuck. Yeah, do we'll it. save our world. Yeah, we'll keep saving our world. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all you can really do. Yeah. yeah. So. That's what we're doing. Awesome. Zach, thank you so much. I appreciate you very much. I will talk to you super soon. Bye-bye to you and bye-bye to all. Happy reality. Remember you're dreaming. Love you all. All right, my friends, that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. I want you to know that you specifically are the reason I am doing this show. So thank you for your continued support. It really does mean the world to me. And we will catch you at the same time, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, next week. Uh, yeah, we got, we got some more episodes coming. I already got some stuff recorded waiting for your ears. So without further ado, have a great week. Treat yourself well, and uh, I love you. Okay, goodbye.